Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you're looking for help with trying to lose weight, this might be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more, get started today. All you have to do is add Kirsty on Facebook and send her a Facebook message using the link in the description and get started with the program today. Hey everyone, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk and sign up as a creator or as a Patreon. There's two different versions available there or two different options available there. And then simply go to pledge $1 per month and get your ad-free podcast. It's also a really good way to support what we're doing here at Entertainment Talk. It also means you wouldn't have to listen to this or any sponsors that we have now or in the future either. And as always, thank you for listening. Westworld on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I am your host, Matthew. Joining me today is David. How are you doing today? I'm all right. How are you? Good. Not too bad. Good. Not too bad. Being good, trying good. to uh, play State of Decay. This is for Season 2, Episode 5, A Key No May. Um, what did you think of this episode? I rather liked it. I thought it was, it was kind of interesting because we actually got to see Shogun World properly for the first time. Uh, which was was good. I did wonder whether it was going to be everything set in Shogun World, but they uh, they did jump backwards and forwards between the other timelines as well. So uh, you weren't you weren't just stuck there, which is nice. Um, but yeah, overall, I I rather like this. I I I I like some of the stuff that you got to see with with the new areas and uh, drove a bit more of the story forward, which is always good. So yeah, overall pretty solid episode i thought yeah i enjoyed it as well i thought it was i thought it was pretty good um i i do quite like shogun mode as well um i'm wondering how all this is gonna fit into like the end of the season and stuff um and if it's just the case that like on mave's journey with everybody else if if shogun world's just like a, a stopping off point kind of thing I, I suspect it is because, I mean, they have a conversation at one point about going back to uh, sort of escaping back to Westworld. Yeah. So I I suspect that, I mean, the show is called Westworld. So I suspect if we see the other parks, we might only see them for one or two episodes and then 
will end up back in Westworld again. Sort yeah. of by the end of the season, certainly. Yeah, I mean, well, one of the other problems I had, I don't think it was with the episode, it's just uh, a little bit of a thing, I suppose, is like, these new samurai characters we get introduced to, you could show me pictures of them all five times and tell me their name five times, I probably still wouldn't remember their names. It's just... Yeah. Kind of, yeah, they just kind of... And it makes me think that these characters aren't like here to stay kind of thing or they're here to stay in terms of they'll keep living but like in terms of yeah. the sort of just passing through kind of thing um yeah i i mean i that was the impression i got i i don't necessarily think that you're going to see a lot of these characters mm. like repeatedly i i think you know the you might get sort of mave's counterpart coming back with them you know and she might stay around a little bit longer but i i'm not convinced you're going to see everybody you know that we met in this episode stay around i think some of them were well i mean some of them were disposed of by the end of the episode so right yeah because like when we walked into shogun world and they introduced all these new characters and they gave them names again none of none of the names i remembered i haven't written down of course in different scenes and stuff um but i was like i probably won't remember who these people are and stuff um but again if this is just a stepping stone then that's that's fine i suppose then we can just focus yeah. on our, our main characters again. Um, Alright, before we get into uh, the notes and details of the episode of uh, Shogun World and Westworld as well, I uh, just want to let you know what we're doing Entertainment Talk. Uh, quite a bit's already happened this week. Uh, I did a short sort of review for uh, Adrift. It's a PlayStation um, 4 game. It's also on uh, Xbox One and PC. I don't think it's on Switch, although it probably will be in like a year or two or something, um, which would be good for the system. Uh, it's basically about you floating around in space. You have to survive, and there's bits of story. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything because it's uh, kind of surprising and stuff. Uh, but no, that's quite good. It's a bit of a walking simulator, quote unquote. But I think it's one of the better ones, definitely. Uh, I think you might actually like it, David. Um, okay. Sure. Uh, it's on sale. I think the last day is today, Wednesday, twenty third of May. Uh, it's on sale on the PlayStation Store. I don't think it's on sale anywhere else, although I'm not sure. So uh, yeah, if you hear this podcast before. Midnight on the uh, 23rd, because I think that's when the sale ends. Go and have a look on at it on the uh, PlayStation Store and see if you want to get it on sale. Um, so yeah, I did a spoiler-free review for that. Um, and State of Decay 2, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, came out yesterday. Or it came out like f- five days ago or whatever for people that paid what the deluxe version or something. It's strange. Um, <laughs> yeah, that came out. I did a first impressions video and I did a uh, Let's Play, which was split into two parts because... Twitch decided to stop working, um, but no, that's, that that was kind of good. Uh, that's a game that will certainly keep you busy because uh, the other survivors don't really do anything, at least not yet, uh, and it's kind of all left up to you. But if you like zombie survival stuff, uh, then it's uh, definitely one to look out for. That is an Xbox One exclusive. That's also on PC, so you won't get it on PS4 uh, for a change. It's kind of different, um, and it's mm. not on Switch either, of course. And in Westworld, of course, which you'll listen to now, so thanks for doing that. Uh, and then later in the week, of course, we got Random Gaming Talk and uh, iZombie, which has got two episodes left, and then the final season, probably next year. So look out for all that stuff uh, on entertainmenttalk.org. Um, in the present, Carl Strand and the other Dela security teams uh, reassure control of the center, at least for now, I suppose, because they're, they're not a very good security team, really. If you if you think yeah. about it, uh, and they start recovering some of the host bodies uh, from the um, the flooded reservoir, 
uh, Teddy's body is in here as well. Um, yeah. And they, they find that a third of the hosts never received any actual programming. And Bernard is standing there, not touching his glasses. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's looking a bit sort of... Um, I don't know, what state of mind would you call that? He's just sort of uh, well, he, mute kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, mute, bewildered. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Mm, he has no programming in him at the moment. <laughs> uh, doesn't have any orders. Uh, this is a good opening scene. Um, it does... I, I like when this show hints was more towards the bigger picture as opposed to these like little stories and stuff. I know you still have to do them to build the story and characters and whatnot, but I do like when they talk about sort of the programming and the hosts and... Uh, they they deal with the security team and that kind of stuff. When all that kind of stuff comes together and it leans more towards the bigger picture, I really do like it because um, I'm guessing that there's a in terms of the bigger picture, there's a lot more that we haven't yet seen. And uh, I would yeah. like when they bring that sort of stuff up. Uh, and yes, like I said last week in the in the little in the little theory uh, thing that I did, which I broke out as a separate segment as well. Um, I don't think Bernard touches his glasses, although we only see him for about. 10 seconds, a minute, something like that. Uh, it's a very, very short scene, all of it. But what, what did you think? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I am coming round to the idea that Bernard, in that bit of the timeline, isn't necessarily Bernard mm. and could be somebody else. Uh, I, yeah, that, that, that is starting as it goes on, starting to, to feel more and more like a possibility. Um I, I mean, I like the opening scene. This interesting thing about the third of the hosts, um, they bas- he basically refers to them as, I mean, it's not necessarily they haven't received any programming. He, he just sort of says that they appear to be completely virgin and not had have had any programming in the first place. Mm. So um, whether that means that they've been completely wiped clean to the point that they can't tell whether they were ever programmed or not or it i mean i wonder whether they printed a load of duplicates and mm-hmm. m- to make it look like they killed more people you know that the, the hosts more hosts had died than they had um and maybe so maybe they they were empty shells and they were they were dumped so the actual hosts who they you know like the teddy that we're seeing for yeah. example that might mean that teddy himself isn't is the one that we know well sort of because yeah other things happen to teddy this episode right. but um the 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 teddy that we've been with up until this point what if that maybe is a duplicate of him and he's basically just an empty shell and they dumped him there to make it look like you know that that that's that was the host body, and in actual fact, they've all escaped somehow, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh... So so may, maybe it is a cover up, or in in that way, maybe the hosts have, have found a way of covering it up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And maybe Ford's behind all of it. Probably is. Um, well, yeah, quite yeah, possibly. Yeah, which would still be fun or whatever. Um, see, that's the thing, like. If Ford's behind what's happening now, or he isn't, like, if he, if he's actually fully dead and he's not, like, there's no DNA of him left in any brains or anything like that, um, that's fine. That, I'm not, I wouldn't be disappointed. If he is involved or he's still got his DNA somewhere around the park, which kind of was evidenced last week, um, with the little girl that talked to the man in black, because that was a bit Mm. Ford-esque, wasn't it? Um, 
Yeah. So either way, I won't be disappointed, which I think is a very good outlook outlook to to have. Yeah. Because then it's not like oh, Ford isn't involved. I'm disappointed, and it's not like oh, Ford's is or isn't, and not, you know. Um. So I'd be I'd be happy either way. Um. And I think you can. St- I don't think there's ever really going to be possibly a definitive answer because that could kind of float in and out depending on what the hell Ford's actually set up. So. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's quite exciting though. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's in, it's interesting. They they say a third of them. A third isn't um that higher percentage. Um, but it's still like some, and it's still enough to like cause them to ask questions, and of course cause the audience to ask ask questions and stuff. Um, yeah, which is what this show is about, mystery and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that's very interesting, and uh, we don't get any more from this as well. So if they go back there and continue with that, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing to seeing more. Um. I'm oddly very interested in the Dayless team themselves and seeing just what their next steps are gonna always be because they're the current failsafe that's been introduced. So whatever their next steps are gonna be to try and stop these hosts are very is very very interesting to me. Um, I know they don't have many like characters in that group apart from um, James Dayless himself, uh, also uh, Carl Strand, sorry. Um, but yeah, it's still kind of very interesting just to see what they're going to do next. So I think that's kind of cool. Mm. Um, in flashbacks, Dolores, Teddy, and the Horde um, return to Sweetwater to secure the locomotive normally used by the guests who enter the park. Dolores intends to use it to reach the Mesa and locate Peter. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is this the train that was set up to go across the human-made bridge? Quote, unquote? I think it um this this is uh, well this is the train this is the train we see in the very opening episode when when we see teddy arrive in the park um and and we're sort of led to believe that he's a human and then and then it becomes very apparent he's not he's a host uh it's it's that train that we see right at the beginning so it is the train that and and william was on it i think when we first see it as well so mm. it, it's the train that is is used as the introduction into the park i think mm-hmm. um so yeah i um I, and it goes back to the mess which i think is the the main kind of central area so right. yeah I, I think that is that's the the sort of main get in and out point mm-hmm. i think yeah, because I saw a lot of people saying like, "Oh, what about if like Dolores gets on this train with her group that she's got and with whatever version of Teddy we're going to get now?" Um, yeah. And like they go across this human-made train track thing, or one, or is it? It's a. It's, a, it's still a train track, but it's supported by human bodies. Oh yes, sorry. I'm, yes, yeah. I know which track you're talking oh, about now. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. I. I. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I would have assumed that that track is further out somewhere. So they may end up going across that at some point. Mm. Although if they do, it's, I mean, they are lightening the train, Let's but I'm break. still not, yeah. yeah, I'm still not convinced. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, Cause you've got people of all different, like let's say shapes and sizes and weights and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So it's, it's not even, it's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, obviously uh, any, any size of, human body or host or whatever isn't going to support that anyway so i wouldn't have uh, thought so that's not what we're designed for uh uh but yeah a lot of people were talking about like how exciting it would be if dolores was like 
going towards that and she crashes and something else happens from there. Um, so maybe like next episode or the one after, we'll have to see. Mm, uh, maybe. But no, that could be quite exciting. So um, Two exciting things to look forward to. Uh, speaking of exciting things, we're about to enter Shogun World. Uh, at the edge of the park, Maeve's party is captured by the Ronin... Mu Sashi. I'm probably going to pronounce some of these names wrong, so be prepared <laughs> yeah, for that. It's um, fine. I think we remember 24 Legacy Talk <laughs> with like yes. Nisiri and everyone. Uh, but no, Ronin Mu Sashi and Outlaw Hainairo, uh and escorted into Shogun World. Lee warns that Shogun World was designed to be more extreme than Westworld. Uh, they are taken into a nearby village where Maeve and Hector realize that many of the hosts in Shogun World are their doppelgangers. Um, Fulfilling similar roles uh, to themselves, a shortcut was uh, used by Lee in crafting the narratives. Because he talks about writing, I think it's three, yeah, yeah. 300 stories in three, 300 stories three weeks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if he can do it, maybe maybe he can help George. <laughs> maybe he needs to go and help yeah, maybe. Um But no, he talks about crafting the narratives in a very short amount of time and being overworked, pretty much. Because that's yes. yeah, a lot of work to ask somebody to do. Um fulfilling similar roles themselves uh the geisha akane uh maves doppelganger um kills an emissary uh from a local shogun um yeah from a local shogun when he demands she turn over the, her dancer um sakura uh mave convinces akane to bring sakura uh and escape with them into the underground network that night the Shogun sends ninjas to attack, which is kind of cool and exciting. Uh, brings a good action scene as well. Uh, Maeve discovers that she can order the hosts um, wordlessly uh, just by sort of thoughts, I suppose. Mm. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, um, probably. Saving her followers, but not before Sakura is abductive, abducted. Uh, Lee realizes that hosts in Shogun World are synthesizing narrative loops together. When the Shogun's samurai arrive in force, Hector, um, Amethyst, Amethyst, uh, and Musashi uh, stay behind to distract them and are captured. While Maeve and others flee, instead of escaping, Maeve decides to rescue uh, Sakaru from the Shogun. So, lots to talk about there. Um, but no, Shogun was cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I like the scene where they they first get introduced, and um, there's this particular woman, and uh, she's shooting over the heads of like Felix and the other guy. Yeah, I think it's Sylvester, the other th- yeah, his other friend. Um, and they're like she's like shooting really really close to their heads, and the other guys are shooting back, and like these arrows are going into like pillars that are near their heads and stuff. I thought that was yeah, uh, a good bit of like comedy to put into this action and stuff. Um. Obviously, all this stuff with Maeve is is very very interesting as well. Um, so I guess we should talk about that next. Uh, what do you think is happening there? Well, I mean, um, I, first of all, I, I just them coming into Shogun World and the the idea that Lee basically just copied and pasted the stories across from one to the other, I thought was genius. Yeah. Um, I, I really like that idea because it's exactly what you'd expect somebody to do when they're on a deadline. And, and there's no reason why you shouldn't because 
in theory, it's unlikely that that people are you know are going to. You might have some people that that go to both parks, but it's it's more likely that they're going to go to one or the other. So you know, the fact that he copied the stories, I don't think make a huge huge thing. But I I thought that was brilliant. I I love Lee as a character. He's uh, mm-hmm. he's really good. Um, but yeah, the the whole Maeve thing. Um, that's kind of really interesting. There's obviously some sort of wireless connection between the hosts. Mm. Uh, that was the sort of way I saw it. And somehow she's gained access to that, which allows her to sort of wirelessly control other hosts. And that's a really interesting um, development, I think. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm guessing that's what it is. I, I'm assuming they have some sort of wireless technology, but... Uh, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of as being kind of the technological reason for call it, causing it. You know, now she's somehow managing to, if you think of it like a virus, she's somehow managing to kind of use that to infect the minds of the other hosts and get them to do her bidding. So yeah, I mean, she's gone from like being a control, like controlled host herself to like taking control of other people so yeah as far as the question of like because a lot of people comparing like Dolores to Maeve in terms of like how in control of themselves they are and that kind of stuff I think it's very very clear that Maeve's in control of herself um and like she's using she's like gone beyond that basically and is using this uh whatever this thing is to to control these other people um you yeah. still you still could potentially argue that like all of this is a narrative, but I think with the way that, like, Westworld has kind of broken up and been broken apart, and Shogun World has obviously been broken apart as well, um, that, like, some of the narrative stuff could still be at play, but it's certainly a lot more... I I think it's kind of got to a point where it's, like, too broken to be considered a narrative. Um, yeah. Do, do I, mean, I mean, I... Yeah, yeah I, I do wonder whether the whole Dolores thing is is the Dolores side of the story is more of a narrative. Whereas I, I kind of get the feeling that Maeve's very much doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's narrative at all. As far as I can tell, yeah. uh, she definitely seems to have broken free of everything. And I'm not as convinced that Dolores is completely broken away, you know, cause she has this, drive to go to this particular location and that just feels like it to me it may be part of you know programmed as part of that thing for the game that um ford seems to have set up for william right so i you know that that was that's sort of my feeling of it so although dolores seems to be a lot more free i and i think for an a lot in a lot of things she actually is I do wonder whether there is still a kind of, you know, a, some sort of subconscious thing that's that's there that Ford is still using to drive her, um, or the the Ford consciousness, whatever we're going to be calling it now, because right. he it clearly he's not it clearly there is some sort of consciousness of Ford still long, lingering around in the park, um, even if it is not physically Ford himself as a person. There is, I, I think there's still some sort of consciousness in the park, which is Ford. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, we had a bit of evidence of that last week with that girl talking yeah, to we've had, in black. Yeah, 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 we've had evidence in sort of pretty much every episode. We've mm-hmm. had some evidence of that. 
the I, I would guess that again this is just a guess we could be wrong about all of this and we or we could be correct we're not sure yet um but that's again part of the mystery i think that dolores is maybe like 60 percent narrative and Maeve seems to be about 80 percent self-control if that's what you call it yeah because um, i mean we, with Maeve, you've still got um, I yeah we see with Maeve I'm not entirely sure she is following any form of narrative but there is this thing inside her that wants her to go and get the daughter and f- for purely purely practical reasons I don't think that that daughter storyline is going to end well at all no uh, for for starters the chances of the daughter actually knowing who Maeve is are highly unlikely but from a practical point of view you can't have a child on the show for any great length of time because they grow up (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um the hosts don't age and i think it would be much more obvious with a young host that they're going to age so you, you know that 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 sort of that daughter character can't be around for that long Mm. I mean, you know, a couple of seasons you could do it maybe, but there is there is a certain point where where you're going to have to kill that child character off because they're going to age and not look the same and you can't have that. So mm. um so just from a purely practical point of view, I suspect that storyline's not going to not going to run out, run particularly well. But I mean, I I do think that Maeve will eventually, you know, might eventually find a daughter, but then the daughter's uh, has no clue who she is because why would she possibly yeah <laughs> yeah um i hope that they don't leave that until like the season finale although i can see that being a possibility so we'll mm. let's we'll see uh but no shogun world's really cool um i like ninjas and bows and arrows and crossbows and well not crossbows oh, yeah we didn't see any uh and swords no. i like all that kind of stuff um we're very lacking in video games that have like ninjas and all that kind of stuff um i mean there's there's bow and arrows in far cry 5 but far cry 5 has got nothing to do with ninjas or anything it's about cults and stuff um yeah so yeah i think uh i mean we've got ghost of, ghost of tashima which is coming out on ps4 possibly next year we don't we have no idea when it's coming out yet but that's like the only near one that's uh happened uh or, or that's happening i know you've had the, like um there's been a couple of other ones i think like ninja garden was was one um but no because Ninjas and samurais are very, very cool characters. I mean, we, we've seen that in this episode, so it'd be cool to have some more stuff like that. Uh, mm. Any other thoughts on Shogun World, or should we talk about the next piece? No, no, not really. I mean, I, other than I entirely agree, the ninja stuff was, was great. And Lee's reaction to the ninjas and the Shogun showing up are like, these aren't supposed to be here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I, that, that I all thought was really good. As I say, I, I'm you know, Lee's gone from being this interesting little incidental character to being you know in the first season of being this annoying kind of you know supposedly in charge of everything to being this wonderful comic relief character now mm. which um but being integral to the story which i rather like yeah yeah i've grown to like him in these last two since since he's been on this journey with mave and stuff and he's been kind of yeah kind of sort of forced to go along with it but like still going along with it anyway um i think i think he's gotten a lot better as a character um and with all yeah. the like guessing and all that kind of stuff. It's very cool to have somebody to just like throw some comedy out there. Um, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, they infiltrate the Shogun's camp disguised as Chinese diplomats, but find the Shogun host uh, leaking um, cortical, cortical fluid. Yeah. 
yeah. make that was kind of an interesting scene. It, it was all it was a strange way of um. So let, let's say you go to one of these parks to you know do whatever you're going to do there, and you you have the narrative that's in place, right? And like mm-hmm. you. And you're watching this guy go along with his narrative and do his dialogue and stuff, and suddenly he breaks and starts leaking fluid. It was interesting that I was watching the episode being in obviously the Westworld, the HBO Westworld narrative, not the like in scene narrative. Do you go? Know I mean, like, because yeah. the show has a narrative itself. Um, it was interesting to like be in the moment of that and then be like, oh, he's breaking, and not not be necessarily take out the mo take out the moment, but have a bit of an experience where like. Oh, if these hosts were to break, that would kind of be the experience. Do, do you get what I mean with that? Mm-hmm. Um, to see yeah. him kind of break in that way. Uh, but yeah, he's leaking cortical fluid, uh, making him unpredictable and dangerous, um, just like all these other hosts are. <laughs> the Shogun, yeah. seeing um, through their ruse, forces Akane to dance with uh, Sakura that night in exchange for returning her. Before the dance, the Shogun kills Sakura. Uh, who Maeve deduces to be uh, Akane's daughter. So that's obviously a very emotional scene for Maeve herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and in revenge, uh, Akane kills a Shogun with a concealed dagger. Uh, Maeve <laughs> uses her new profound power to turn the Shogun's um, samurais on each other and prepares her group uh, and the rest of the Shogun's army to rush in. That was that was a, a scene with the whole dagger. and like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was... She she kind of you know um, yeah decapitates him like taking the top off an egg. I mean, off a hard boiled egg. I mean, that was that was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she sort of you know she slaps it in and then kind of spins round at that. Yeah, I, that was that was quite a scene. Um, so yeah, I, I I really like that. I thought that was a brilliant um, setup, and you know, it's it plays into that whole thing with Maeve and her daughter as well, which I thought was good. The like you say, seeing the um the Shogun leader seeing him sort of and they spot him and go, Oh no, he's he's not free. He's kind of running through narratives but in a very unpredictable way. So uh yeah that, I thought that was really kind of interesting. And uh, like you say, it would have been interesting to to see how that scene would have played out. I'm I'm guessing if you if you turned up, uh, you know, if the guests turned up as diplomats to a scene like that, mm-hmm. he was supposed to accept the gift and kind of move on, and you all have a lovely time. I would have assumed <laughs> that's what he's supposed to do, yeah. rather than kind of throw the gift away and then go, "Ah, oh, I'm kidding," and then you know. So, um, so yes, I. It was that was kind of uh, interesting that whole thing. I thought that was quite good, um, and uh, I didn't I didn't expect the Shogun to uh, to kill uh, Sakura. I I thought you know they might get away with it, but um, yeah, you did go. That was uh, Kane's killing the Shogun. I thought was lovely, or mm-hmm. you know not lovely, but yeah, really well done. Interesting and entertaining. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean because she's dancing in that and she's getting closer and closer to him, which. I don't know if that's if that's a part of the dance or whatever. Um, I'm not familiar with that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, she's getting closer and closer, and then like I started looking at her hair a bit more. I mean, the camera like zooms into her significantly, um, and then I started looking at her hair, and I was like, has she got something in there that she might use to kill this guy? And then I was like, oh, these pins look a bit small, and I was like, 
huh, I wonder what she's going to do. And then, like, you see a bit um, of a bigger, like, piece of metal, I'll say, in her hair. And then she gets out and just cuts this guy's head off. Uh, I thought that was great. Um, I mean, if you don't like violence and that kind of stuff, you're not going to have probably enjoyed that scene. But for the purposes of, like, it being entertaining and kind of shocking, it definitely works. So, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that that was all great. Um, you familiar with this dance or any anything like that? No, no, not no. not familiar with any of that sort of stuff. So, okay. but uh, yeah, yeah I, I thought it was uh, that was all mm. great. You know, all really interesting stuff. Yeah, and then like obviously there's the bit where uh, the daughter dies and Maeve Maeve reacts to it, um, which like you said makes you wonder. Um, because you know you said like how the daughter's storyline probably won't end very well in terms of Maeve's daughter if she's reacting yeah. like that to somebody else's daughter which of course she would anyway um what's she gonna be like with with the her actual daughter um mm. but then again it depends what state her daughter's in if she remembers her if she's in control of herself and that kind of stuff um I guess we'll have to see when when she meets her uh, and then there's yeah. the bit when like um, the girl and Maeve are kind of kneeling next to each other, and these two samurais are about to like decapitate them. And then uh, she does she say something? I think she does the wordless um, control, and then they just end up killing each other. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought that was that was kind of entertaining. So yeah, interesting with Maeve going forward to see what she's going to use this for, I guess, um, or if this works. This might not work with every host. We 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 don't know yet. Um, like if she sees. Um, somebody else in Westworld. Like when she goes back, is it going to work on them or? Mm. Uh, all all quite interesting. Um, but no, I thought like the the design of um Shogun World was very very cool. The designs of all the characters and everything. Um, thought it was all done very very well, and it didn't look obviously it's HBO, so none of it's going to look cheap per se. Um, but it all yeah. looked quite nice. So yeah, it was good. Um, as Dolores and Teddy search the town and its uh, surroundings, Dolores recalls a memory um, of how her father dealt with an infection among the uh, their herd by slaughtering the weak rather than uh, caring for them. Teddy, still unsure of Dolores' plans, admits he will always follow her. She tells him that she's been struggling with um, Teddy's nature since witnessing him sparing Craddock, which of course led Craddock to the scene with the man in black last week. Um... But he has proven he is um, a decent person. Seeing him as um, decent as a uh, liability in a fight to come, she changes the parameters of his personality against his will. She goes into the uh, tablet computer yeah. thing, whatever you want to call it, and uh, she changes a bunch of stuff. Um, we don't know exactly what, do we? So yeah, I had a lot. Of pe- I had some people talking about. Um, she turned him into like a ruthless killer kind of thing. Well, I that mean, was... we we just that that would be the likely thing of of sort of dialing down indecency and dialing up his ruthlessness. That's what I would assume she did, but we don't actually know because it didn't explain anything on what they were shifting around. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just I think the the screen just said something about changing parameters. It didn't actually show us what they kind of pushed up and down. So. Uh, uh, yeah i don't know and and we don't know actually how whether teddy's going to come through that all right because she was dolores was warned that making this huge change without a complete system reboot might be a problem so we'll have to see what happens to teddy next week but uh mm. yeah 
this we're we're are we going to see a kind of really ruthless version of Teddy from now on? Yeah, I mean it would certainly be a change, and uh, of yeah. course it brings back the questions of like how in control of himself is he now, and all those usual questions that we we have when it comes to the show. Um, we we don't know, we don't have any answers to that stuff yet, so we'll just have to see. Yeah. Um, but no, it's interesting. Uh, he's going to certainly be different, and um, it'll be interesting interesting to keep an eye on him, see what see what he's like. Uh. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I think we've we've covered pretty much all of it, haven't cool. we? So yeah, um, yeah. I feel like there was a bit more maybe to talk about, but I feel like we've uh, we've covered most of it. So uh, we do have some emails, however. Um, EntertainmentTalkAhotmail.com is how you can send them in, or EntertainmentTalkUK at gmail.com, or Twitter, or Facebook, or the website post, or any of that sort of stuff. Uh, Twitter is at eTalkUK. Uh, Karen says so. Do you two like Shogun World? Now that it has been introduced, how do you think they will manage two different parks going forward? And do you think Westworld will collapse in order to eventually put more focus into Shogun World? Westworld isn't exactly functional anyway, although apparently none of these parks are. Um, It's still hard to see how we get five seasons of story from these parks. Uh, These characters, however, most of them are probably here to stay. So I think she means in terms of our main characters, um, mm. like Loris, Bernard, Teddy, Maeve, all those, all those guys. Um, they, they will probably be like the focus, and we'll probably just like, I think we'll probably just move in between parks, and we won't have like, yeah. okay, this is season three is Shogun season, and season four is Raj season. I think we'll just, um, I think it will be treated a bit like um, how they're doing like Walking Dead, maybe, where you're just literally moving in between. Alexandra Hilltop Kingdom and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think it'll be treated, treated as we've been seeing the last, it treated in the last couple of episodes, where you know we had the sort of Maharaja world last week or the week before, can't remember, but uh, we had that and it was there for an episode. You've got Shogun World, which we've actually seen kind of properly, and they've they've done quite a lot of the episode in it. This, I, I suspect we'll see some more of that because they're still there next week but i will i it wouldn't surprise me if we then see them back in westworld so I, I i think it will all come back to westworld because that's where the central thing is um whatever this thing that william and dolores are going after that appears to be in westworld and that is also the the starting point for all the problems in the park anyway so i, I think yeah. the whole lot will tie back to that eventually um we may just step out into a couple of the other parks you know i, I want to see what other parks are out there as well i don't know whether we'll get any more this season but i w- i would hope over the yeah we'll get to see all the parks at some point over the seasons mm-hmm. um yeah, I, I kind of hope that we don't get any more introductions because we've got we still got lots of story we need to kind of well lots of lots of narratives I suppose uh, that we need to kind of conclude by in the end of the season and to introduce another like park or set of characters would just be like adding to the pile I guess you could say um, yeah so yeah I think... I, I suspect us having seen like well we knew Shogun World was probably going to show up this season the sort of Maharaja world was was a bit of a surprise but um that you know it's fine that we saw that i yeah we might get hints at other parks this season but i doubt if we'll end up going into other parks yeah um maybe next season but not this season mm-hmm. yeah I think but i still... yeah you know, i think 
I, I think with this, you can do a bit in Shogun World and then kind of ignore it and, <laughs> and come back out, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think you'll have like some of the parks kind of collapse, quote unquote, but like sort of still not be like destroyed. Because I mean, they're kind of collapsed in a way anyway, because there's no like, yeah. there's no like guests and stuff currently visiting and it's in um, a state of like not lockdown but like it's in it's in a bad state and stuff um so yeah we'll, we'll see what they what they do with the rest of the season but i um, mean it, it it will be interesting that maybe you know we do this episode or these couple of episodes in shogun world we then leave and then you know maybe next season they end up going back for an episode at some point and we see how dramatically it's changed so yeah. i don't know yeah be interesting i mean we play around with time anyway in the show so you could always show different yeah. sets of time and all that kind of stuff um what i want to see happen next is like maybe actually find her daughter because i'm getting a bit on the way of like okay we know dolores is kind of doing some stuff but she doesn't have she's not quite there yet but maeve has been looking for a daughter for a few episodes now so i'd like to see that happen sooner rather than later um mm. man in black's a character where i'm like i'm not sure what i want from him he's just kind of i know he said like i'm gonna burn this place to the ground but like yeah i yeah that's not quite so interesting mm-hmm. to me and then bernard is kind of just with the Delos team and i'm always interested to just see what they're doing next so we'll see what they do yeah uh <clears throat> josh says it feels a little lazy to have shogun world be a reskin of westworld narrative wise i know this isn't an earth 2 or earth 3 thing from the arrowverse but it still feels lazy even if this is part of a film adaption it still feels uh lazy but i kind of only get it from a short-term thing as it's about the story of maven her daughter and the parallels there and also to give some to give lee some comedy with the 30 stories thing yeah um i no, you see i didn't have any problem with that because i think that is exactly what they do you know i particularly i i i think that is exactly what lee would do would would be uh, crap i can't write all this stuff in time oh screw it i'll just copy and paste it from one of the others it's exactly what i would have expected him to do so i i don't really have um I, and it's it's actually from a narrative point of view in terms of you know westworld the tv show it actually makes quite a lot of sense because it it's it allows them to show not only the type of character that lee is it also gives us a shortcut into well we know what's going on in this story because we we've seen it already so uh and and when things start to play out slightly differently we know when things have gone wrong Mm. so it's actually quite clever i think i i had no problem with that at all i don't think it's lazy writing on the part of of the you know uh, nolan and joy i i actually think that's actually quite intelligent writing on their part mm-hmm. um yeah i mean it's there's interesting ways you can you can do that kind of stuff i mean in the Arrowverse, um as well it's always interesting to see like the new doppelgangers come around and like what's their relationship with everybody else compared to the main characters' relationships with everybody else because certain people are like dead, certain people are like different characters. Mm. Like I think in one of the Earths, Tommy is like the Green Arrow somewhere um, in in one of them or something. Um, they all they they sort of shift about a bit is what is what I'm trying to say. Um, and it's always interesting to see like the differences and um, the character kind of tell you how they got to that point. 
Because I mean, specific, I won't spoil anything, but specifically with uh, the Savitar stuff, how that got explained and everything, um, and how the differences yeah. there were were effective. Um, but but I, you got to bear, yeah, you got to bear in mind in this case the the difference with with this is they're not doppelgangers as such; they're copies. Yeah, yeah. They're they're direct copies with exactly the same story, just happens to be in a different culture and language. Mm. So, you know. That's the major difference. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to seeing how they like adapt all the worlds, all the parks together. Um, yeah, cause they're parks, not worlds. Yeah. Um, I know they're called Shogun World, but it is just a park. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, that should be interesting. Uh, all right, I think that's it for, for this week's podcast. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. Of course, entertainmenttalk.org is where you can find all the content we mentioned. Uh, I forgot to mention the DC stuff as well. Now that I think about it, um, the seasons are. Coming to a close uh, in the next couple of weeks, um, Arrow and Flash finish. I feel I feel like I've been saying that for months. Like all oh, these shows are, <laughs> are coming to an end. They're coming to an end. They've got like six six episodes left. Uh, but no, they've got like one or two left for uh, both of those seasons. And then Supergirl's got like six or seven left or something. They're on like eighteen or nineteen. That many? Yeah. Um, I think they're on nineteen this week in the UK and twenty. Uh, I'd have to double check that, but I think they're around like nineteen. Something like for that. Supergirl. Yeah. Um, yeah, we also, speaking of Supergirl, we also put out uh, a bit of a update, uh, podcast update as to how we feel about the show, uh, not necessarily talking about what's happening in the episodes, but how we feel about the show and if we want to continue that necessarily going forward. Um, if you're a fan of Supergirl, uh, listen to the podcast and let us know, um, how you feel about it and what you sort of are getting out of the show. Maybe it's something different or a different perspective or, or something. Uh, but yeah, let us know, um, and we will um, we will we'll be back for the season finale for that. That will be the next podcast, and I think in that one we'll let you know if we'll be back for season yeah season four will be the next one. So we'll let you know what happens. But yeah, uh, Twitter at eTalkUK. I already said what the email is. Um, there's some different ways you can support us as well. One of them is patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. You can go over there and redeem rewards of your choosing for different reviews. So if you have a video game in mind or a TV show in mind or any of those sorts of things, uh, just redeem the reward that's appropriate for that. Let us know what you'd like us to review and we'll uh, we'll take it from there. Um, there's also the Amazon affiliate link as well. That's where you do your shopping on Amazon. We get a small cut of the amount that you spend, but it costs you nothing extra, which is good as well. Uh, so you just do your normal shopping and we get a small cut. Uh, iTunes as well, please rate, review and subscribe to us over there and share that around. Uh, just subscribe to everything that we do and share everything. It will all, it will all help. Um, yeah, word of mouth is the last way that you can support us as well. Uh, just tell your friends and family if you hear people talking about the shows that we are covering or the games that we're covering or talking about. Uh, let them know and they can uh, get our opinions on stuff. They can get involved in the discussion and uh, we'll take it from there. Uh, lastly, there is the uh, video game streaming channels. I've got one over on Twitch, which I'll be doing uh, hopefully some more State of Decay when I get around to streaming some more. Uh, but like I said, there's Let's Plays up um, now for that as well as well the First Impressions video. Uh, Robert's got one on Mixer as well. He streams various different video games, but that's his thing. So uh, he'll do whatever he decides to stream. Yeah, thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you next week for episode 6. See you then. Goodbye. Bye.